G'day and welcome to the Pod Pod. It's your boy Dossie talking all things AFL fantasy on this Monday night, August 14th, 2023. Two weeks to go in the AFL fantasy season. And thank God. Um, I mean, no, no, I love fantasy footy. Can't wait to talk about it with my favourite fossil and, of course, the best West Australian on the planet. That's me. But we've also got Holmesy. He's joining us as well. There's only three tonight. No Louis, no Harmy. Uh, Louis may join us throughout the show if his um, computer does manage to work. He's had a bit of computer malfunction, much like the fossil does usually. I'll welcome you first. Welcome back for your second show in a row, Stato. Yeah, just uh, making sure I show the young people how to use technology. That's what's going on this week. Uh, Dossie boy, where are you, Louis? Yeah, it only took you about 15 minutes to unmute yourself pre-show, but thanks for yeah. that, Foss. Uh, Pleasure. Also got Holmesy on board, mate. And how's um how's your life going at the end of this fantasy season, given you don't have that stress of being up near the top of the ladder this time? Yeah, not too bad, Dossie boy. Uh, spending a lot of time at work at the moment and, and things like that. And I am, well, I thought I was glad to have the Statesman back last week. I thought I'd sit down, couldn't <laughs> couldn't quite get onto the pod. So, I thought I'd just sit back and, and have a listen to the great man, only for him to absolutely roast the shit out of me about 30 seconds in. So, that was great, Foss. Good to have you back, mate. Pleasure. Absolutely devastating for Holmes's ego there. But uh, Stato, do you want to kick us off and, and let us know how you went uh, last round? Obviously, just two weeks left in the fantasy season. Give us your score and a bit of a rank update. Well, I normally would be proud to say that I was the highest scorer of our group, but the reality was it wasn't that exciting. It was a 2198. Uh, improved my ranking you know, a couple of hundred positions, but uh, so just above par. Um, so, yeah, a little bit disappointed, uh, bad captain choice. In in fact, I should have listened to Holmes. He, he had the, the right call, uh, had four options for my captain. Uh, vice captain didn't work out, so three options for Sunday to make a decision. Uh, the reality, I should have gone fourth or fifth option, but uh, not one of those four that I considered for captain uh, got a ton. So that was fantastic. Okay, well, we'll get to our lucks and sucks in a moment and talk through those options. But, uh, Holmesy, rank and a bit of score update from you from the weekend. Yeah, much like the Foss, I think I was pretty much par this week, which uh, says a fair bit about how the comp went. I had a 2181 highlighted by uh, my lucks that I'll get to, which I can't believe I'm saying this player scored this amount. But, yeah, just another pretty average week. Moved up a couple of hundred spots. I think I'm about 6'6 or just around that mark. So, Hopefully get out inside the top six or 5K towards the, the front of the season or sorry, the end of the season. But yeah, looking forward to, to finishing off strong and, and building towards next year now. And for me, it was a below par um, as per usual this year, 2119, uh, 28,000 for the round. And we moved just inside. We're still just inside that top 20K at 19,740. So, Quite a bit to go to the Lux in the two weeks that I've got remaining to make it up. Uh, My trades were horrific once again. My captaincy, which has been probably one of the shining lights of my season. My captaincy hasn't been too bad, but this last couple of weeks, I've had back-to-back 80. So, that'll be lovely to talk about in our Lux or Sucks. Let's just start a bit positive with our Lux for the week. You know the Lux is mine from the start. Stato, take it away. Positive for the round and your high Lux winning pick for the week. 
Angus Brayshaw. Um, so I picked him up about four or five weeks ago, just had a really good price, good run, Clayton Oliver out, thought he'd get a good roll. It's been pretty good. I think he's 101 over his last three, so he's been doing his job without being brilliant. But this week, a nice 122. Beautiful, yeah. He's been in some good form, and um, even with Oliver returning, a solid display from Big Gussie B. Holmesy, likes for the week? Yeah, I'm going to give mine to a player that I was actually a little bit nervous about owning right up until last week. And then uh, this week now, it seems like he's really taking that number one ruck mantle and making it his own. And that's Luke Jackson. So, only scored the 103, which uh, wasn't uh, the biggest score in the world, but uh, was on 85 at three-quarter time. And I have no doubt that if that game was a little bit closer, um, he would have pumped out a much bigger score. But they pretty much put him on ice in that last quarter to make sure he was all good for next week. So, Luke Jackson, I'll take that ton, and, and you've worked out to be a good pick. Yeah, I'll give a little shout-out to Rory Laird, who had a 126 um, for me and was one of my only great performing midfielders, but he's been pretty consistent performer. So I just want to shout my real lux out to Jeremy Cameron, who I brought in um, ahead of round 21, so the week before, and he only got at mere 69 when he was on field. So I put him on the bench, whacked the emergency on, and um, thankfully was able to loophole that 112 that he scored with seven goals for. So it could have been even a bigger score on the run home. But yeah, getting a nice ton from him, and he was at a very cheap price. So I couldn't ignore that um, as a bit of a loophole option, Holmesy. Are you going to take off those two goals that he scored from outside the boundary there, Dossie Boy? Yeah. <laughs> no, I'll, I'll leave him in. The funny thing is that conversation, like, I get it. Obviously, that was a bad call. But do you guys realise, like, the other factor of people running out of bounds all the time where they play, they always play on out of bounds and run off the line and it's never called? Like, that's been a thing for years. Like, not yeah, for the goal kicking, Dossie, but that's been in the game for years. the same player, though. He's literally handballed it to another player outside of the boundary. Yeah, okay. But- yeah, what about the other rule, though? Because I, I just like all this conversation about this, and the other ones always peed me off. Stato, I need a, a ruling uh, member here. To, yeah, you know. ruling is this is about fantasy football, so let's get back on it. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Stato, the old fossil grumpy as he is, he does make a point. Let's get into our sucks for the week. Take it away, you grumpy old man. Yes, uh, firstly, uh, uh, I get the sucks. Um, traded out Sheasel instead of Mills this week, and they reversed their roles from the previous week, one getting a 110, the other one getting a pitiful score. Um, but I, I need to uh, add three in a bundle for all given a 60s, uh, Brad Crouch, Cogs and Mills. Um, awful that you get three players like that all given your 60s. Yeah, some some pretty um, dodgy performances from these guys in recent weeks, and, and um, I guess they're just going to be a conversation for next season as well. Are they underpriced, or is it just going to be mm. par for the course as to what their new roles are, and it's going to be something we're going to have to discuss? Because Mills is a guy especially that, you know, I thought was just superstar, just does it in any role he plays, actually has a, a bit of thirst as well as we kind of had a chat about last week, has exhibited signs in the past of wanting the pill. And, uh, yeah, just kind of unselfish role at the moment and, and not getting it done, Holmesy. Mate, it's hard to attract any pill in that Sydney Swan side when Errol takes all of it. <laughs> yeah, yep. that's true. It's uh, and how's he been going your team, Holmesy? I reckon I might be able to get him this week, State I uh, Touch wood. <laughs> I've saved, saved up all me pennies, been saving hard. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right, Holmesy, take away your sucks of the week. Yes, that I'll raise you a couple of 60s and I'll give you a Jack McRae 45. Uh, I'd love my boy, or sorry, uh, Dossie's cousin, Papowski, to go back and, and tell me whether or not that's Jack McRae's career low non-injured score. Uh, I, I can't mm. imagine he scored much lower than that before in a full game of footy. So, to put it into perspective, I was tracking the scores quite closely and at three-quarter time, uh, Jack McRae had the same amount of points as Tom Libertore, who got subbed halfway through the first quarter. So, he had minus one in the third. That was that was fantastic to watch. So, Jack McRae, see you later, mate. Can't have that. I don't care if you score a 120 against the Eagles this week. Uh, I'm just, I can't deal with having you in my side anymore with the role that you're playing. You're, you're bidding farewell finally. You're finally just letting him go. Do you reckon that'll hold till, till Friday or till whenever the lockout is for him? Uh, I'm sure there'll be a bullet somewhere that oh, makes him know. survive. Yeah. He's been my boy. He's-, he's been my boy for so long. He was a big part of me winning both of my hats. Uh, but sadly, he's just been shunted to that forward line and he just nah, can't do it anymore. Yep. 150 inbound against the coast is confirmed. Um, just to rub salt in the wound for Honesy there. Uh, my sucks for the week, although, yes, I, I was a McRae owner as well. How am I going to go here? I might go with the other bulldog that's been really letting us down. No, I won't go him. So I was going to go Baz Lenka, who I'm also an owner of. He's just, um, we were talking pre-show. He's almost doing exactly what Walsh is doing, um, well, pre-injury for Walsh. But just the handball to kick ratio is just skewered completely the other way as to what he used to do. And um, yeah, just completely non-Baz Lenka-like. And Holmesy, you kind of had a theory about why that is as well, pre-show when we were talking. Oh, he's just one of the worst field kicks in the competition, whether he's just trying to go too fast or or whatnot. But he just every time he puts the ball inside 50, it's a turnover and out they go. So maybe it is a bit of a directive from the coaching staff at the moment to, to maybe use the hands a little bit more. But he did go in a, a bit more inside when Libba went out on the weekend, hey? So I think his CBAs were up um, after quarter time. So if you are in more of an inside role, then naturally you are going to handball the footy a little bit more than if you are on the outside. Yeah, um, but no, I have to give my sucks to the week to Josh Dunkley. Look, oh, I paid all my over a million bucks for this guy, I reckon. He comes back from injury, 112, 137, and then I pick him up, put the C on him against the Dockers for an 81, and then he backs it up against the Crows with a 61. So, look, I'm going to need a lot more from Josh Dunkley in these last two rounds. He's already plummeted down below 900K. Uh, do you guys think right now that he's still a worthwhile investment if you're a non-owner coming up against for his last two rounds he's got Collingwood and St Kilda uh is he still worthwhile pick given his form's just not there but we know what he can do and his ceiling is huge if he actually gets there Stato yeah I haven't seen him play the last two weeks so I'm more interested to see what his role has been whether there has been a change and playing a bit more of that sort of half forward which we know he did at the Bulldogs so if anyone do, did see the game, I wouldn't mind finding out that uh, that key bit of information. But no, look, still, it, s- s- massive centre bounce numbers. Like he's still in no. there. He's just not like he's he had seventy two meters gained on the weekend for his twenty seven centre bounce attendances. Only one less than Lockie Neal, who also had bulk centre bounces. Also, no Ashcroft now in the team, who was taking a fair few centre bounces. So. It's really just those two getting bulk CBAs along with McCluggage and, um, yeah, just weird scenes, just not really getting his hands on the pill the last two weeks. 
Yeah, I wouldn't go there, but um, at the end of the day, sometimes you've got to take a punt and uh, your prices drop. We know he's got good scoring power. He's getting the CBAs that you just mentioned, but um, I wouldn't go there myself. I, I rely on form. All right. Well, let's get into our little recap of our a couple of leagues going around. And um, this will probably be the last time we'll touch on this one, the uh, Content Creators Cup. So, uh, Louis was our final hope. He's not on the show to defend himself at the moment. But, um, look, he went down in the prelim final against Mitchmond um, from the Ball Boys fantasy show there. So, yep. She's, he's gone down, I think, about, by about 90 points. And unfortunately, alas, that is the last moment of the pod pod that we had, the last member of the pod pod representing the crew. So not through the grand final. Uh, the grand final is Guesty, who's, um, look, going to win his own money back by the looks, versing Mitchmond, as I just mentioned. And then in the consolation final, DC Caterpillars up against uh, Jeppers Juniors. So I don't know why I mentioned the consolation finals. Probably don't deserve a shout out on the show. But um, yeah, look, that's been a bit of fun. But I don't know if we can really mention the grand final next week, given uh, we don't have a, <laughs> a member. It's just for charity, guys, you know, whatever. Uh, the Pod Pod Challenge, Stato, give us a bit of an update there. Yeah, so we've got no Haynes, no gains. That's Michael team. He's remained in fourth position overall. So still in the hunt there and certainly in the hunt for a prize. Um, uh, Tens Titans, that's Kevin's team, uh, remains in fifth position overall. Love at first lance. So Jono's team dropped from third to ninth. Unfortunately, I think it was a Libba issue, obviously being tagged early, but then uh, out uh, subbed, I think it was 22 off the top of my head. So that's really hard to to manage when you've got a player hoping you're going to get a ton out of them. But uh, overall, we got 29 in the top uh, 100. So uh, including at 30th, it's sitting in 101. So we've got a hat and a cap. Sorry, a hat and also a cup um, uh, option there. And we've got four inside the top 10. So good luck to everyone uh, still in the hunt there for the Pod Pod Challenge. Good luck, everyone. And yeah, it's just these crucial last two weeks. I hope the stress isn't too high. Still managing to get them some uh, some house chores done, some things. Uh, the life isn't going too stressful with all those, the weight of the fantasy world on your shoulders. I will Let's say, get- Dossie, I will say, Dossie, sorry, just before you Go press ahead. another button, my apologies. Yeah. Um, there is an element uh, of me not disappointed whatsoever that I'm not looking at every kick over the next uh, two weeks. And Holmesy's lived that before. It is nightmarish. Um, But uh, it it is a thrill too. So once it's over and you've got something that you actually want, there's great enjoyment. So um, try not to stress too much. I know it's it's hard not to, um, but enjoy the experience as well for those that are up. Before we get to Hot Topics, Holmesy, have you got any other thing to share with the listeners in the same point of view? You've been up the top, you've had a couple of hats to your name. Any any advice after being um, at the top of the mountain yourself? Nah, I, I think Stato nailed it. We've, we've been harping on about this for the last month. Stato obviously hasn't been on the pod and, and not listening, but I, I'm still just going <laughs> to stick with it. Um, just keep having a crack. Um, as Stato said, and also he's living it right now. You never know when you're going to be up there again. Um, it's bloody hard to get up there and it's only getting harder. So just embrace being up there and, and really have a crack to finish as high as you possibly can because like Stato just mentioned, you're going to get some real enjoyment out of it once it's done, even though you can't quite uh, think about that right now. 
Let's get to some hot topics for the week. And uh, we will start off with a little bit of a, I mean, a, a, a sore spot for a few coaches. And it's to do with our St. Kilda midfielders that have been premiums in the past and even premiums this season for us. But Jack Steele and Brad Crouch, um, Holmesy or, or Stato, whoever wants this, is Seb Ross stealing the, their points? He's back in this week and um, just got uh, uh, the right opportunities. And I think we all saw Brad Crouch as one of my four captain options just quietly when he was on minus one with about 13 seconds to go and someone did a nice screenshot for me. So thanks, lads. Appreciate that. Um, thankfully, he didn't have the C on him. Um, but we know Steele and Crouch have been up and down like a yo-yo depending on their role, but all of a sudden a third one's come into the mix and he just played a mighty game on the weekend. I think he scored 120-odd and was just shooting it out nice and early. And my question is, is is this it for, for Steele and Crouch for the next two rounds? Do we, if we've got that opportunity, offload them? What do you think, Holmesy? Well, what I can't figure out, Stato, Quarter one, where Brad Crouch had one point, 95% time on ground and seven CBAs. Yeah. So, that's that's not Brad Crouch. He doesn't come off. No. I mean, sorry, he doesn't stay on the ground. He's short, sharp bursts um, and he just got nowhere near the footy. So, that's got to be a major concern considering what that was almost a half a footy where he had one possession because the last quarter of the previous game, he did not touch the ball. Donut. Um, and they have Geelong this week. So, <laughs> luxury trades, pulling the pin, I think if you can get rid of Crouch and, and still make a, a meaningful upgrade on the other end, I think that's a massive play for people that are competing um, because of how highly owned he is, because of how cheap he was at the buys. Yep. All right. I'm going to jump into probably what I think is potentially the number one in the hot topic section for the week, although I don't know if many people would be owning this this guy given he's just come back from injury and he's probably the number one, but we'll discuss. I think we need to talk McGuinness Watch because this guy has become an elite tagger in the competition. Um, he absolutely clamped Liberatore, which I feel we did flag on this show last week, actually. So, unfortunately, I know there was a couple of um, Liberatore owners in our beloved Pod Pod Challenge, I think you mentioned um, earlier, Stato, that Jono was an unfortunate owner, toppling down from his um, heights at the top of the Pod Pod Challenge down to ninth overall. Still, still amazing, but it was on the back of that Liber tag then injury. But um, look, McGuinness is is giving problems to a lot of these elite midfielders in the competition at the moment. They've got Melbourne this week. Do you think any player, like who do you guys think will firstly get that tag, seeing as we did say last week he tends to go to the outside players, but then obviously he's gone to Liberatore this week, Stato. I hope it's not Angus Brayshaw. Um, But Clayton Oliver's the obvious one, isn't he? But is he too big and strong for him? Um, As we talked about, could have been Bont, but didn't go Bont. What's your thoughts, Holmes? Who do you reckon he goes to? Yeah, this. to be honest, this is a question without notice. I haven't put too much thought into it because we always thought McGuinness was that more of an outside player, probably suited more to a, a Baz Smith if he's in form or a Caleb Daniel, but he's gone to Libba. And we've seen, we've seen teams go after Libba before. He's such an important part of what the Bulldogs do. So... They weren't afraid to chuck him on the inside there. So is it a is it a Clary Oliver? You, you're probably right. He's probably a bit big and strong, and that's probably the same with Petrarca as well. So 
yeah, maybe I'm not too sure who they go to this week. I will say that I think Melbourne are a little bit more of a daunting opposition um, compared to the Bulldogs in terms of their midfield power. Uh, you shut Oliver down and Petrarca and Viney go off and, and vice versa. So I'm not sure where that's going to going to line up this week, but it is a concern. I suppose we just hope that it goes to Clary considering he's pretty lowly owned at the moment due to coming back from injury. Mm, I guess it's just one to watch and um, and we'll even maybe look ahead and see who he's got next round as well. I guess um, Louis does say to look ahead and make sure you you know look more than just one game ahead. And, and in the last round, it looks like it's potentially going to be, you could see either Sarong or a um, Andrew Brayshaw as they do oh, have God. Fremantle in the final round. So, um, I think, have you just brought in Andrew Brayshaw? Have you there? I've got um, both of them. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, anyway, that's going to be a, <laughs> a nervous watch. But, I mean, it's something to look ahead to as well. And, and Freo have Port Adelaide this week, which, um, again, a bit of a tough matchup, Holmesy. Yeah, just continuing on the tag, the tag theme, because they have become a lot more prevalent over the last month or so. Uh, Zach Merritt tagged by Curtis Taylor on the weekend, who is not a tagger. Um, and he's gone and done, done a very good job. And they do have GWS this week who have had a history of going after Zach Merritt. So uh, potentially I, I probably wouldn't chuck a VC or a C on Merritt this week knowing that the attention could come because I keep saying it, the blueprint is there to shut down these type of players. We saw what happened to Dacos, Merritt and what happens to their team. So I'd probably be avoiding the, the Merritt captaincy this week just knowing that. You know the ironical thing, I was making decisions at the beginning of the year, avoiding people that I thought were potential tag targets. For some reason, I seem to have a whole team full of them now. <laughs> Actually, that's a good point, Dossie. Something that was raised in one of our other group chats the other week. Do we? Uh, can you put the call out to Papowski again? We need someone who actually knows the stats. But <laughs> it does seem like the tags become more prevalent in the second half of the year. So maybe a thing for next year is to not potentially worry about the tag too much at the start of the year when yeah. you know all, all teams are in the hunt they're all playing their systems trying to win but in the back half of the year it's more about uh you know damage control and getting through and, and then they're more than happy to to sacrifice a player in their system to shut the best player down so maybe that's something to look at for next year good call it's a good call, but do we see them adopted earlier next year with how effective it's been and how, I mean, it's been in the media as well and there's all this pressure and, like, do they just deploy? Well, McGuinness, you can't see McGuinness stopping it now that it's been so effective. Like, he's going to come out the gates next year as Ryan Crowley 2.0, you feel. Like, I don't know, maybe we're just going to see it straight from the get-go. Yeah, well, we were all worried about it for Dacos at the start of the year and it took until round 21 for it to happen. I I just can't see a world where more teams don't do it next year uh, with the blueprint of how to beat the Pies. And it's it can be said for a lot of other, you know, dangerous types like Josh Kelly. They seem to go after him and, and GWS crumble. So I was worried about it all year. It didn't quite happen until later on. So maybe you don't worry about it at the start of the year too much, but just, just have it in the back of your mind anyway. Yep, and it's something I guess Louis also made a pretty nice uh, tweet today that probably sums up a little bit of our thoughts as well. Just three of the top 20 priced players to begin the 2023 AFL fantasy season outperformed their starting value post round six is what he said. So um, just an interesting one. I mean, I, d I didn't see the post round six thing before I started that stat. I thought it was going to be the start of the year. But anyway, thanks for that, Lou. Uh, let's get on to our next hot topic. Hopper, back in the team. Does this make Timmy T a trade out target Stato? Look, I think it does. Uh, I, I'm 
really interested to go through all the data, but uh, it's pretty clear when both of them in that Timmy T can't quite get that uh, premium scoring out there. Um, but uh, as soon as Hopper's out, he seems to be back in form. So, look, I think uh, for Timmy T, the the two trades from GWS to, to Richmond um, haven't quite worked out for him to be an uber premium. And the reality is we just need to see what happens with the, with the coaching long term. But I'll just be a little bit wary with Timmy T. I think he's a versatile enough player that they probably don't need him in the guts 100% of the time. Um, and I think Hopper is a bit more of a needs to be centre square. So if Hopper's fully fit, Timmy T might not be an uber premium, but he's always going to be a decent scorer. Hang on, Stato. What do you classify as an uber premium? Timmy T still had a 115 average for the year. I know he's slowed down a lot, but he was very hot yeah. early. He's just lucky Hopper hasn't played each each and every week is is what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, he, you are right. He did get very hot throughout the middle portion of the season when Hopper wasn't around. So, yeah, very interesting to watch. But he's down to, what, 890K now? So, it's, yeah, almost, it's almost too late, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. But if, if you're clean everywhere else and haven't got those 328 trade uh, targets that I've got in my team, um, then potentially he's a move if Hopper's back in. All right, well, um, speaking about hot topics, um, this is probably one of the hottest players in the comp right now based on his last two games anyway. And uh, look, you can see who's organised these hot topics for this show because, uh, Stato, you've put in Zachy Butters on the agenda and saying, can we all just jump on the train now, backing off 130 and a 121 leading into Fremantle and Richmond in his last two games. Um, A few coaches obviously jumped off when he sort of dipped in form but is it time to jump back on look at the end of the day uh, i just wanted to bring that up because it's been four long years that i've been pumping him for those that are fans of the draft doctors always been a butters man he's an absolute superstar look for once he doesn't seem to be getting injured every second week and look what happens when he's fit and firing the, the man's a beast i just love watching him so i just wanted to make sure everyone remembered uh I'm on the Butters train and you should be too. All right. So you've been wanting to get in your Butters hype throughout this whole time you've been away. You've been holding it's all right. on Flanders to it. is next. Okay. All right. Uh, just the last one I wanted to talk about. We've, we're seeing retirements now flood through. Um, most of these retirements are happening and they're either, you know, they're already injured and, and they're kind of out for the season. But if we do happen to see um, projecting forward any more retirement, potential retirement games, does that tempt you guys into bringing a player in? And we've already talked about Zebel. I think the finales this week, is he a trade target for you as well, Holmesy? Uh, oh, nah, I don't think so. Um, it seemed like he was playing a little bit more accountable on the weekend. Uh, it was back to Sheasel being the, yeah, the real go-to the guy. Not in the yeah. farewell, mate. yeah. Oh, it'd be a pretty pretty risky move to bring him in this week. I know he's got the the one game to go, but if you get a couple of injuries or whatever and you're stuck with him not playing, I think that could be a little bit risky. So maybe around 24, Shannon Hearn type retirement would be one to really look at with how the Eagles are going. But I Should think the round, the round 23 one, bringing him in for just one round, is it's fraught with danger. All right. I think keep an eye out just in case there is any round 24 juicy ones on the agenda. Dossie, before we go on, just because you said it was the last hot topic you were going to talk about, are we going to touch on Sam Doherty being subbed out on the weekend 
Uh, yep. There's reported of a corked calf that he was kind of managing coming into the game and uh, well, they've subbed him out in that last quarter when it's a must-win game, season on the line, so he can't be travelling too well. Bit of a concern, Stato. What do you, do you, are you a Doherty owner? No, I'm not. Um, yeah, look, it is a bit of a concern because we've seen court calves. Uh, I think Georgie Hewitt was a classic example. Um, don't see it. It was a two or three weeker. Just don't see it. Um, so, look, it, it is a bit of an issue, but... Look, it, it might be um, in a normal week you're thinking it's just good management, but aren't they playing for finals and wasn't it a close game? So I've got that question mark of, you know, how severe is it is and um, you're thinking about finals coming up. If they're in control of the, the match this week at three-quarter time, they're up by six or seven goals. Is he just subbed out at three-quarter time if he does play? So... Um, obviously, we need to be mindful and careful. Look, I've got three or four other issues I need to worry about if I own him, um, but just keep an eye on selection and just be mindful. It's a bit of a risk here if you can't move him on. All right. Uh, if, if, if you can, do you go straight to his teammate who's lighting oh, it up? Oh, wow. In his last three, the most informed player in the comp, 133 That's in ridiculous. his last three, 120 in his last five, Nick Newman, the fantasy star, Holmesy. Any thoughts on on Nick Newman? I mean, where did this come from? Um, obviously, Doc moving out of the back line certainly, certainly helps him get more pill, but far out. It's been a it's been a revelation this year. Yeah, well, we've always known what this this guy can do. He's been an absolute fantasy star in the past. Fun fact: he was actually in my squad uh, in twenty twenty one. Uh, when I when I went well, so we've always known what he can do, and ever since he burst onto the scene, he's loved finding the footy. His role's just been up and down in his time at Carlton, but we're seeing exactly what he can do. The only flag I have, and it's just a minor flag because he's in such good form, is that they have GWS in the last um, round of the season, and the last time they played GWS, he actually locked down on Toby Green and, and barely touched the footy himself. So. Do they give him that matchup again, knowing how dangerous mm. Toby Green is? Probably. Um, but for those coaches that got on this week or last week and you've still got this round to, to really enjoy, um, he's been a fantastic pick and, and kudos to everyone that got on him and, and to everyone that raised it before he got hot because those coaches have really reaped the rewards. No, I think you said yep. that last week too. I thought it was the same, but I think it was Toby Green who didn't touch the ball. Nick Newman had 116 on the Giants. Oh, really? Was it that game? Yeah, yeah I think it was to- like Toby didn't touch it because he was clamping him. But Newman had 116 points, 25 touches, Jesus. 11 marks, four tackles. All right. Well, there we go then. So, I've got that mixed up. Uh, go for gold. He's a ripper pick then. Sorry, I I must have got that, that mixed up in my head. No, I think oh, I had it mixed up in my head too. But I remember Louis pulling you up on it last week and I was like, okay, I better check this out. So, yeah. Is this because Doherty has had to play in the midfield because they've had so many injured, Chera, Kennedy, Coco? Yeah. Yeah, it's got to be. It's just more pill. Plenty more pill going around down there without the Doc and his insatiable desire for the pill. Um, All right, let's move on, I think. Now, we'll just give another shout-out to our sponsors. Thanks all year for the Keeper League pod, of course. Check them out in your off-season planning for your Keeper League. Check out keeperleaguepod.com.au. Follow them on the socials, on the TikToks, on the Facebook, X, all those good platforms. Stato's all, all on those ones. He's a, a man of the socials. Is Did you say X? Statesman. 
That's right. No longer Twitter, X. mate. Okay. No longer Twitter. Stato's got lots of X's, uh, that's for sure. Well, I've got one question. <laughs> Why? Elon. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> That's it. Uh, okay. Well, I think we're going to also get on to us and follow us on the socials. And this is where you can find us on X. Stato, we are at Pod Pod AFL. And every single week, we dive into your requests and who you want to be talking about on the show. And that's what we're going to be getting into right now. So, we're going to dive deep into the requests from the listeners. There's a few here. So, one we've already kind of touched on. But um, look, Matt Murphy wants to know, Dunks and McRae out. Could you do the double? Could you get rid of the two guys just underperforming? But trusted names, Holmesy. Oh, you absolutely could. Uh, I'm not going to throw Dunkley in the same category as McRae. You got to remember that Dunks had a 137 and a 112 just two rounds ago. Um, so McRae has to go. But yeah, look, if you you just can't watch Dunkley anymore, um, and you you know he's got the two tough matchups to come, then absolutely you could move him on. But just beware that. This is the type of uh, this is the type of move in luxury trade season that can burn you on the other end, and there's no reason that Dunks can't go back to his one ten plus ways to finish the season. All right, what's your opinion? Because there's a few uh, questions on Jack McRae, Stato. Would you hold firm with the West Coast matchup this week? I'm an owner, and honestly, I, I think I'm just going to stay firm. That that forty's gross, but it's West Coast. They are just they're my club, but gee, they're giving up just everything. They're, they're you know not really putting up a fight, especially on the weekend. So. Up against the dogs, look, it makes a bit of sense if you've got other things to do, Dossie. It, it, it's a punt, I understand, but you also looks like Libber out, so you might have some benefits as well. As Holmes he said, um, McRae didn't get a lot of CBAs uh, as soon as Libber went down, but he got a little run and got a shitload of the pill. So who knows? Um, it's not the worst uh, little punt to make in the world, um, as long as. You're ready to move on in the following week, I would suggest. I tell you what, my um, I've been saving my uh, money as well there, Holmesy, and I'm, I think I'm finally going to get in the bont this week because I don't think I can watch that game if I don't have him, unless it goes the other way and he'll probably you know get subbed out as a rest or something. That's to know my luck, but no, God, I cannot watch bont against West Coast because that could be a two hundred inbound. Uh, Super Dragons DT wants to know Tom Mitchell. Is he an option now, given the the Pies are losing players left and right? We saw Dugowie go down. They don't have Dacos. Um, could it be the Tom Mitchell of old in the season when it seems like they're going to need him for these last two games? And they're up against uh, Brisbane on the Friday night and then Essen on the Friday night. So, I mean, given his price, you could even sit him on the bench and loop him on if he does perform well. I'm not sure I could bring in a player that has been subbed out multiple times this year, Dossie, even if they are um, struggling in terms of form and, and with injuries. Uh, you got to remember that they're still sitting, what, a game on top of the ladder. Their ultimate prize is a premiership from here. They're still in the box seat to finish either one or two. And if they are at a stage where they can manage their players, uh, it seems like this year Tom Mitchell has been at the top of that list. So, yes, you could bring him on uh, and sit him on your bench to loop, but I think there's better ways to spend your cash at this point of the year. And it looks like um, this listener is a bit cash-strapped, Stato, because they're asking for the best option under 700K, if not Tom Mitchell. So, um, have you got any other options for them if, if they can, um, if they can't afford too much there? Yes, yeah, not a lot under 700K. There is uh, Callum Mills, if you really want to go <laughs> there. Um, but no, there, Jezza, there's not- Jezza Cameron. Yeah. 
Jesus, Cameron, there's not too much to go, but so if you really are strapped for cash at, um, I think, what's he, 657, he's a worthwhile punt. Um, but it is a, a long bow, but um, as Dossie said, there's a few more missing out of that midfield, so he should get a run. I actually felt over the weekend um, it looked like his score and power really pumped up in the second half, so it might be worthwhile to have a crack. Look, if that's if all you can at, afford. If you're looking at Titch, you'd look at Zebel if you don't have him as well, just for a one week. Yeah, but it's one week in. Yeah, and you can no, use no. a bit of you DPP. Can't do it. You can't do it, mate. You can. You can. You can. Enjoy you can. that 120. I'm the biggest no, Zebel hater, but on his way out, I might even just bring him in just for one farewell. Um, if it was round 24, yes. Round 23, which is you're creating a forced trade the following week. It's a new. Yeah, it's a new. It. All right, let's think about... Clayton Doss. Oliver, Rory Led, or Tom Green from Matthew Salt here, Holmesy. So, Oliver, we've already flagged potential McGuinness tag, but, I mean, could you bring him in? He's been one of the best midfielders in the comp. Rory Led, who's pretty hot form, and Tom Green as well, putting up some good numbers. Look, you could pick all three of those players, and I don't think you can go wrong. Clary's come back with a 120-plus score off no footy, and they have the Hawks on deck this week. So as long as he avoids that McGuinness tag, even if he does, I think he'll be very good. Laird's been battling stuff all year, but he's still putting up the scores and they're still trying to cling on to a finals hope. So he's going to be really good this year. And Tom Green's come back from that hammy and hasn't missed a beat with two uh, scores over 110. And I think it was a 130-odd the week before. So if you're someone that's strapped for a little bit of cash, probably look at the Tom Green considering he's under 900K. But... Um, I don't think you could go wrong with any of those players, but my pick would be Clary Oliver just because of the uniqueness. And if you add Bont into it? Uh, yeah, I'd, I'd probably be going up to Bont with the West Coast matchup this week and they just got pumped by Hawks. I know it wasn't pumping on the scoreboard, but they were absolutely horrendous after quarter time. So he'll have a big captain's performance, I would have thought, against the Eagles. And, and when Doss talked about potential subbing, you're so spot on here, Holmesy. That at the end of the day, they need to win, and yeah, they need cool. to lift the percentage. So they need to go all, all guns blazing to make finals. And Bont's also chasing a Brownlow, so there's no way they're subbing him at three quarter time. Um, nah, it's it's a good call. I forgot they're also, like you said, eighth on the ladder. Need, I mean, their percentage is really strong compared to the other ones, but they do have Geelong breathing down their neck with a really good percentage as well. So, yeah, you're spot on. They're, they're going to look to belt them and they'll use Bont to get those three Brownlow votes. Holmesy as well. So, good call from you guys. I'm going to have to get him in because oh, that 200 is going to be um, spectacular. Okay, next question off the ranks. Josh Dacos. John wants to know. Um, so you guys vetoed the, uh, the the Tom Mitchell, but what about Josh Dacos? Thirty eight disposals, seven marks, four tackles, and um, you know it doesn't look like he's moved inside or anything. He had one centre bounce, so it wasn't a role change or anything. But he's in some good form on the wing. Yeah, he's been really, really good this year, and he stepped up in the absence of of Nick on the weekend. They do have Brisbane on deck this week, so I don't think it's going to be as and. Easy matchup, although he did just do that against Geelong. So clearly the matchups don't really um, affect him too much. But then they have Essendon in round 24. So those are that's a very good matchup to finish. So you could do worse than Josh Dacos. He's not a sexy pick and he's a winger, um, but he's been doing it all year, especially after the bye. So if you, if you like it, I don't see why not. Stato. Yeah, his three previous games before the weekend was 65, 84, 84. 
All right. And sorry, I think I mentioned, I thought Dugowie got injured on the weekend, but he must have come back on. I, I didn't catch the end of that one. So that was probably false information chucking out there for oh, the wow. for the titch pl- factor. Um, I do want to mention, uh, I just want to chuck my first buzz call of 2024 out, <laughs> if, if I may. Paddy oh, Lipinski. God. I feel like the song oh. was two years too early. Next year, just saw him get some centre bounce usage on the weekend. Nine centre bounces. He had five clearances, four inside 50s. Tunned up. Marks, tackles, does it all. Just keep an eye out, Stato. Pendles and the Taylor Adams are getting a bit long in the tooth. Paddy Lipinski so, season 2024. So the other one to, to think about under that 700K is uh, – I just don't see it, George Hewitt, at 604K with 111 on the weekend, depending on what the mix is with Carlton and what their injury reports mm. uh, actually say. Uh, he's got a break-even of 22. Um, he's very cheap because he, he did um, quite a few of those subbings before but was in great form on the weekend. He's got Gold Coast Suns uh, this week. Uh, and GWS to finish off the year. So, 111 mm. on the weekend. So and shout out, a shout out to our um, a man that the great man that's not here, Louis. Um, there could have been a who said this segment um, coming up here because Dossie chucked in the DMs. Actually, let's find it. Dossie chucked in the DMs. Who do I bench? I'm thinking Bazlenka. It's Baz or it's a Sun versus Sydney, in my opinion. And then I said, basically, it's down to Baz, Hewitt, Nanderson, Flanders, McRae or Steele. I mean, I gave him a few options. He says, Hewitt, easy to bench. So, <laughs> if he didn't say easy after that, I wouldn't have backed him in. But um, look, Louis, unlucky not to get my sucks of the week this Dossie, week, to be honest. But my follow-up question for you is, when have you ever listened to any of the advice <laughs> ever given yeah, to correct. any of us in the group? <laughs> Ever. Like, it's that time of the year where I'm like, you know what? <laughs> just just give me something I can use here, boys. I'm, I'm in struggle town. Doss, is Fioridi uh, M9 or t- M10 at the moment? Yeah, look, he might have to. If he gets a gig in the next two weeks, I might have to bring him in. But, look, I'm hoping I can. He might be my next 2024 call if he finally finds his way to another club. Um, speaking mm. of Louis, the Breakeven podcast has uh, commented here. Talk about Louis's choke at Content Creators Cup. Now, I think this is, um, look, it's unfortunate Louis can't be here to defend himself for this one, but I think that's Miller time, maybe chirping on the on the Breakeven pod uh, little Twitter handle there because he's he's trying to bite back at some comments Louis made last week, Holmesy. And uh, Louis obviously bowing out of the Content Creators Cup and, and now they've come straight back to bite, bite at Lou Dog here. Yeah, I did notice that actually, and it was yeah. You know, I, I probably should congratulate Miller Time on getting his all-time uh, highest likes on an on a X post with two. So well done, Miller Time. What's <laughs> <laughs> X? Oh, Going to have him coming at us again in the comments next week. This time for Holmesy. <laughs> just stay away from me. I'm uh, I'm just I'm all positive for the break-even pod here. Uh, all does he? But look, Anthony's got our next question. He's got Carl Amon. As a question, can we look at him? I've seen his name a few times. Um, look, he, he's done some – when he gets in some form, he certainly can put up some numbers. And look, 116 in his last three. And with the Hawks Ooh. turning into some good form, he's turned up four of his last four games, Stato, every single Jesus. time. He's got the Melbourne and then Fremantle on deck in his next two, both at the G. 
Could you go to Carl Amon as a bit of a point of difference? He's only 780K if you're a bit uh, cash-strapped as well. Uh, I would probably rather go Matt Crouch, to be honest. In that same sort of price vein, yeah, okay. Yeah. All right. Amy. All right, Stato. Uh, another crow, Tex Walker. Could you go a week early on him? Everyone's going in round – well, not everyone, but there's the thought that he's going to go for the Coleman in round 24 up against the mighty coasters there. But um, could you get Tex Walker this week versus Sydney Holmesy? Yeah, well, I was just going to throw this question to Stato. What matchup does he get from Sydney? Yeah, they're struggling with the key defenders, aren't they? Yeah, it's a really good question. You, you think Tom McCartan? Yeah, you, you probably could. The man's been in some serious form. You go a week early knowing what you're going to get the week after against the Eagles, but oh, it would be risky. Sydney are, are traditionally a pretty disciplined side with their defence and you'd think they'd have a, a good plan for him and Sydney seemed to, have like, uh, seemed to have come back into a bit of form recently as well. So I probably wouldn't but there are coaches out there that are doing a hell of a lot better than me this year. So I'd, there's no reason why you can't. Yeah, Brisbane, Brisbane, like, I mean, he's kind of gone against what you would have thought. So in the last five, Brisbane have actually been pretty stingy for for the key forwards, um, according to the matchup data on DFS Australia. And he's just blown that out of the water and scored a 98 against them. And, and Sydney give up plenty more points to key forwards. So I wonder if... Look, I mean, if if you're if you've got nothing to lose on your season, Corey, who's asked that, um, probably depends where you're ranked. But look, I feel like regardless, you're going to get a, a great score next week, so might be worth it for the two week play there. If you can maybe do something else and bring another retiree in for round twenty four, if we find any more announcements. Uh, this one from Joe: Trade Brad Crouch to Laird or Matt? Oh, trade Brad Crouch to Laird, Matt Crouch or Tom Green? So we just mentioned few of those names, uh, but Matt Crouch thrown in the mix as well. Stato, who would you prefer out of those three? And Tom Green for overall scoring power. Yep. Thumbs up from Holmesy as well. He's in agreement there. Joe, Clary or Laird? Carlton Blues uh, asks that one, Holmesy. Uh, I think I said this before. I'm, I'm Clary for the uniqueness, uh, but I don't think you can go wrong with either. All right, cool. And then we had a question about Finn, but we've already covered that off. So that's all the questions there. Now, we just have a couple more things before we wrap up, lads. Stato, you don't happen to have a Fossils 5 off the cuff, do you? Uh, I um, just had a quick look, and obviously we just talked a little bit, but obviously number one for me is uh, uh, Hang on a sec. Hang on a sec. Hang on a sec. I'm going to plug in your theme song because I love the Walking with Dinosaurs theme song right here. So number one for me, if you haven't got him, is get the Bont uh, up against West Coast and they need to win the next two and they need to win by a fair bit of percentage. So I think you need to jump on him if you haven't got it. Still some good value is Luke Jackson as well. So we know he's got that main ruck roll, hasn't got the a juiciest of matchups like he did the last week, but the reality it was a flogging, so they could ease off. If you're looking for um, midfield value, I'll go Matt Crouch, uh, and then I think there's there's two others to seriously look for in that midfield. If you've got a Steele or a Crouch or a Mills, um, he's looking at Tom Green uh, as we talked about, uh, averaging one ten this year 
Great pickup to start with. Pity he's missed a bit of footy. And Clayton Oliver, of course, who we know is back. Um, we understand he might be a bit of a tag risk, but he's one of the better players in managing a tag. So there's the five. Beautiful, Stato. Now, um, a bit of shameless, shameless plugging to finish the show off as well. So good luck to everyone for your matchups in fantasy. But Stato and Kyle, I've got you here, and we're going to do a live footy grid. So I've uh, shared my screen with you there, footygrid.com. Of course, the greatest site on the planet right now. We're going to do today's footy grid live on the show. Obviously, it's a not a visual medium, but um, I'm going to get you guys help in completing this grid as quick as we can here. So, Stato, do you have an easy one for us to start with? We've got Carlton and St Kilda. So, a player that played for Carlton and St Kilda. We need your fossil memory bank to go back a little bit further to get that rarity score nice and low. Do you have a player for us in that slot that's not the obvious one of... Blake Akers that I can think of. I could be wrong, but Ken Sheldon? Ken Sheldon. Let's type it in and see. He played from 1977 to 89 right in Stato's wheelhouse there. Oh, we've got him at 1.25% rarity. I'm going to have to jump over to Holmesy now for the Carlton and player that also played for Fremantle. Do you have that knowledge? You're a Freo Dockers man. Surely you've got a little bit of knowledge in this area. You boys will have to help me out here because I've got this name in my head, but I, I was did Robert Warnock play for both? Ruckman? I think you might be right. Ruckman, yeah. Come on now. You better not be Googling behind the scenes. No, no, no. No, I've just got Robert it. Robert Warnock, 2007-2015. Boom. He's a silver, 6.48%. And look, I'm going to round out this one club player at the top right. We know who belongs there. Oh, it's going to be no. a, a Carlton player, one club player. It is Paddy Dow at 2.46%. Uh, we've got to always get Paddy Dow in the answers as best we can. All right, we're going into our second row here. Left footer. 2013 onwards, so it has to be a left footer for the Saints. Stato, can you think of a left footer for the Saints? This this one. Oh, I, I this just go automatically um, 2013, so I'm probably thinking um, Jack Billings. He's – is he left – I think he's right footed. Oh, don't tell me that. Are we going to go there? What do you think? Ruling party, uh, Holmesy. I am I – Holmesy, am I wrong? Uh, I don't actually don't know. I can't. I, th- no, I, I think, think he's, he's left right. footer, but I'm all not right. 100%. Okay. Do you, want, um, do you want me to go? All right. No, let's go someone else if that's not going to um, be right. Are we just going to go skip across and go Hayden Young for the Dockers? Because I don't know anyone Oh, else. no, 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 no. Let's go Jack Billings. Let's back it in. Let's just back it in. No, it's not right, I don't reckon. Jack Billings. Correct. Okay, I was wrong. 15%. All right. Jeez, why did I think he was a right footer for some reason? <laughs> All right, are we going now, Hayden Young for the Dockers left footer or have you got another one for us, Holmesy? Uh, I'm, I'm really blanking on this one. I don't want to risk what it. What about so Stephen Hill? What about Stephen Hill? Was he a left footer? Yeah. All right, All right. love it. All right, let's go Stephen Hill. Stephen He's just going to have a better rarity. There we go. 8% for that. Do love that one. Now, one club player, I've got this one in my mind because it can be any any club, obviously. What about Nick Blakey, the lizard? What He's about – ra- ra- what? no, what about um, 
uh, Roughton Roberts. Roughton? Remember he come in. Rout, is it Roughton Roberts? Is he lefty? Is he lefty? Oh, is he a lefty? Oh, is he a lefty? Sorry, sorry, sorry. I thought it was just anyone. Okay. Nah, yes. And it's 2013 onwards too. Oh, okay. I'm going Nick Blakey. Stato trying to break the game here. Just just a popular. 0.9%. We've got a perps. All right, now we've got to finish the bottom row now. Ross, coached by Ross Lyon under St. Kilda Banner. So this can be in any. Any era there, Stato, I reckon we'll use your fossil knowledge again to go back a little bit further. Is it only St Kilda or he was coached at St has, Kilda? Has to be coached at St Kilda by Ross Lyon. Zach Dawson. Oh, I mean, that's too obvious though. Is it? All right. Yeah, yeah, that's obvious. 4%. It's not too bad. Uh, go, let's uh, go to- Anthony Morabito. Anthony Morabito. Oof. I like that one. Oof. What could have been in Anthony Morabito's career? A 1.7% Holmesy. You like that one? We're getting some blue That's in the colour. And then finally, coached by Ross Lyon and a one-club player. So it can obviously be anyone that Ross Lyon has been the head coach of and has stayed at that club. I'm thinking of guys like – I mean, there's some pretty obvious names. What about like who was the skipper at, with the, the guy that had the massive corky and like had to open his leg up? Who was that again? Fire out. What's his name? Um, you guys know who I'm talking about. He was captain at his last couple of years. Of who, St Kilda or Fremantle? St Kilda. St Kilda. Had the big corky and had to get his leg ripped open. Not Lenny Hayes. No, come on, guys. Jeez. What about like someone for Freo, like a Lee Spur? Did he play for anyone else? All right, let's try Lee Spur. Boom. <laughs> Boom. Wow. Very juicy. All right, shameless plug over footygrid.com. Got the lads on board. And uh, look, is there any final things we want to just let the listeners know? I think you guys have already given the advice out. I just want one final closing thought. Everyone wants to hear the fossil's voice. We haven't heard enough of it. Close out the show, Stato. We'll leave it with you. Yeah, I just want to wish everyone a fantastic week. No, I don't give a shit. Go and win your cars and your caps. I don't care anymore. Is that sweet enough? Is that what you're asking? See you next week. Sweet. (laughs) Perfect, Stan.